Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM. WRUF. Welcome to a Friday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and talk some sports. Thomas is our producer today, and uh, we've got a good show playing for you today to end the week. <clears throat> We're going to be talking to the coach, Herm Edwards, here shortly, talk a little National Football League, uh, as, of course, he covers the league for ESPN. Mark Wise will be here talking Florida, Kentucky, and college hoops in general. A little preview because we'll be having our Hoop There It Is show beginning on Monday at 11 a.m. David Hale will join us. He covers college football uh, primarily for the ACC, but does that for ESPN.com. We'll talk college football with him, ACC, Florida State, etc. And of course, uh, take your phone calls as uh, we go along today. So that's what's on the docket. Let's bring in the coach, Herm Edwards, now to talk a little NFL. The final regular season week of the season. Coach, always good to have you. Thank you. Um, I, I want to start with this because it's always intriguing to me this time of the year. Uh, for example, does Justin Fields stay with Chicago? What do they do with Kyler Murray? Um do coaches have a lot of say-so in things of that nature that could take place? Yeah, I think the coaches have a have an understanding that at the end of the season, especially when you're talking about the quarterback position, um, where you're headed. Uh, and you just mentioned, you know, two organizations, obviously. Uh, maybe even you know, there's three or four, to be quite honest. I mean, you see a lot of these organizations right now um, – that let's just say for Denver, for instance, um, there's a reason that um, they put Russell Wilson on the bench. I mean, obviously, it tells you that he's no longer going to be a Denver Bronco, but more importantly is the fact that uh, some of these coaches the last couple of weeks want to find out if they have a number two there. Not a number one, but a number two. Because um, they're going to go into the draft and free agency and get a number one. They want to know who's the number two because when you think about the National Football League, especially this year, over half the teams in the National Football League played with a number two quarterback. Cleveland played with four. Yeah. So it, it, it's interesting now the dynamics of the NFL and people are saying, why are the injuries? I said, well, it's real simple. When you, It's not hard to figure out anymore. I mean, it, this has become college football. You average about 45 passes a game. Um, and so do the math, you know, you, Quarterbacks are going back 500-plus times. And formations now are one back, three wide receivers, maybe a tight end, some four wide receivers, one back. You're not protecting the quarterback. You're protecting him with five offensive linemen because everybody's always out. So he's getting hit a lot. And you throw it over 500 times, guess what? They're going to get hurt. Let me go on to some other things here. Um, The Ravens come to mind here, but there's other teams that have clinched. They're likely going to rest players. You can't yes. you can't worry about well, is the other team going to no. get an advantage? You have to do what's best for your team, don't you, Herm? Uh, correct. And we we had a similar situation when I was in New York, 
we clinched the playoff spot uh, halfway, about the second quarter of a game. It was our last game of the season. And um, I told them after this series, I said, start pulling these guys because we're getting ready for the playoffs. Then we knew we were going on the road, too. We had to go play San Diego, actually, the next week going on the road. And we were already on the road playing. And so I just said, hey, look, we got to pull these guys. Get them out. We're in the playoffs, and, you know, we got to get ready for the playoffs. Uh, the Jets, disappointing. Mm-hmm. Adam, even more disappointing Patriots. I, it's just hard for me to fathom that Bill Belichick might not be there. In your gut, Coach, what do you think? You know, I, don't, I think that I really don't know. I, I don't know where Bill's mind's at. I don't know where the organization's mind's at. Uh, he's had a great run there. You talk about, you know, I laugh at some of these Patriot fans. I say, you know, you lived in Camelot for 20 years. <laughs> and he says, expect it every other year you're going to have a, you know, you're going to have a parade because you're, you know, holding up another Super Bowl. But, they're living like everybody else now. Uh, Bill hasn't been in the playoffs the last couple of years. Look, I think this is a conversation that him and the owner are going to have. They have great respect for each other, and they're going to decide what is best for the organization going forward and also what is best for Bill Belichick. And um, I don't think he stops coaching. I, I think he could end up somewhere else. That's, that's a, a good possibility. Um, it'll just be interesting when, when, it's, when, when it ends. Herm Edwards, our guest here, talking National Football. Of course, you see him all the time covering the NFL on ESPN. Uh, three or four weeks ago, Herm, the Eagles were the toast of the NFL now, yeah. right? Uh, on the concern meter, how concerned are you with the Eagles? Well, I, look, it's fixable, but not this season. I, I, look, I, I, said this, I said this six weeks ago, that they're, they're not the same football team. They're, they're, they're a flawed team. Uh, and, and, and they're winning despite of it. And I said, they're just going to catch up to them. And, and then people, you know, they, they have – they lost two of their coordinators for one. Um, they're very inconsistent uh, as far as their play calling offensively. They kind of don't know who they are. They're stuck. Defensively, they got some serious problems um, in the back end of their defense and in the middle of their defense. And that's what people are attacking. Um, they're not the rush team they once were of knocking the quarterback down. So all these things get exposed. And so I said this two months ago, uh, watching them play, and all of a sudden now it's come to fruition. They're 31st and everything on defense. <laughs> it's not like this is new to me. I mean, I, I, I mean, from, from my eyes, the way I look at football, I look at football as a coach and a player, and I'm looking, I'm watching them play, and they win some games, and I'm like, no, 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 no. This ain't the team that went to the Super Bowl, guys. This does not. Look, they've had a great year. They won 11 games. Um, they're going to get in the playoffs and all that, but the run won't be very long. Well, let me throw this now in terms of the Chiefs. Won the West, number three yeah. seed, but clearly, Herm, this is not the same team offensively. No. What do you make of them? Saying they're struggling. Um, uh, you know, they're just not, they're not in, in sync offensively. Now, their defense is playing really good. And their defense has really gotten them the, the ability to win this division again because of how good their defense has been all season. It kind of gets overlooked. Why? Because of Patrick Mahomes, you know, he's the best quarterback we have in the National Football League. Now, his numbers don't say that this year. I mean, when you look at his numbers, you know, 27 touchdown passes, that's pretty good for, for a guy. But for him, no. Uh, you know, 14 interceptions. That's just not the Patrick Mahomes we're used to watching. You know, Kelsey has, you know, he has 98. 
he has 93 catches, but he's got five touchdowns. At times, he disappears in this offense. I think Rice now is their number two. Pacheco, when he's healthy, he's a good running back. Uh, but that's just not the same offense. And, look, I, I would say, you know, when you win a Super Bowl, the next year is the hardest year, boy. And it's just people don't know how tough it is. You know, and so they're a team that they won 10 games. Can they beat the Chargers? They can. Uh, you, that's another team. I, I, well, I can't figure that team out, but that, that's another <laughs> problem. So, but, but, yeah, they're not the two Super Bowl teams. They're not the same teams. We know it. All right, some quick hitters to end with you, Coach. Sure. All uh, uh, buy or sell here, all three Florida teams make the playoffs. Uh, I'm going – I'm selling that. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I'm selling this. I, I know, I'm selling it. I, I mm, No, I don't know that. Okay. Wish I could say yeah, but no. Okay. Um, put your college coaching hat back on here with uh-huh. everything going on now, with all the portal stuff and the NIL – uh, was it tough as a coach to navigate through all of that? Very, because you never know who your team's going to be the next season, right? In the NFL, you kind of know. It's free agency. You've you got four or five players you know going to leave. In college football, you know, it's week to week. You don't know who's leaving. <laughs> You've got a new team. The fans have to keep up with the roster now. Yeah, The roster changes more than the National Football League. When you sign a contract in National Football, you can't leave. These kids can leave, and they do. They leave. I mean, they're going to – forget your, your number two quarterback, he's gone. If the guy that's in front of him not graduating, he's gone. He's going to leave. So, I mean, it's just the way of the world of college football, and fans will get used to it. We'll all get used to it. But you see quarterbacks now play for four teams yeah. in college football. Yeah. How do you do that? <laughs> I don't even know how you do that. I, 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 how would you, you, the time you get used to uniform, you're in another uniform. Yeah. But it's that, just, that's what it is, and that every coach has to deal with it. Uh, it can help you uh, put together a good team, but you don't know if you can keep them together, right? That, yeah. That's the hard part. Last thing for you. Has there been, uh, the, the quarterback position, rightly or wrongly, is maybe the most important position in sports. Jordan Love comes to mind here, but is there a guy, Herm, that from start of the season to now at that position you think has improved the most? He comes to mind for me. Oh, no doubt. Uh, yeah, I mean, what he's done, you know, Brett Favre and, and, and Aaron Rodgers hadn't done what he's done. And they, they can get in the playoffs. The guy's still throwing 30, 30, 30 touchdowns. Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Famers, didn't do that. Their first time starting. So, it's amazing. Like, you talk about the quarterback position, and close your eyes and think about this. Any fan, if you're a Green Bay Packer fan, you had 30 years of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. Yep. And now you get this guy love. They know how to pick quarterbacks. I, 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 if, if I'm them, if, if, I, if I'm another team, I'm asking them, hey, man, <laughs> we're going to pay you to pick our quarterback. You pick him. We really want you to pick the quarterback. Send him us. Because every time you pick a quarterback – you get the you get the right guy, right? And I'm hoping it works out for love. We don't it's, it's, it's a little sample size, but I think he's really good. I think he's going to be good. Okay, always a pleasure to have you, Herm. Thank you for taking the time. My pleasure, my friend. Thank you, got you. It, Coach. Thank you, Herm Edwards. Talking a little National Football League.
it has always amazed me through 25 years of doing this. And I look, I'm going to sound like a broken record sometimes, but it is really interesting that so many teams are on the playoff hunt, and yet in the three Florida, even though Coach sells it, there's a chance all three Florida NFL teams will make the playoffs and no one discusses it. That's amazing to me. 12-14, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. If it's happening with the Gator Nation, hear it here first. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. The place I've been doing my banking for over 30 years is FICARE Federal Credit Union. It's the best financial institution for Florida health care workers and their families to save money now and in the future. You can do a lot of things to help you save money. Let me start with a Christmas club. Think of how much money you spent over the holidays. Well, how about starting a Christmas club right now to help when Christmas rolls around later on this year to help with all of those expenses? Also, you can get you choose rewards with both debit card and low fixed rate platinum visa cards as well. All this from FICARE Federal Credit Union. Find them online, FICAREFCU.org, FICAREFCU.org. Select Motor Car of Gainesville wants to remind you that if you need a new vehicle, come check out their huge selection of quality like new cars, trucks, and SUVs. Not to mention their on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Shop online, then go for a test drive for the easiest car you'll ever buy. Wishing everyone a happy holiday season and new year from your friends at Select Motor Car. It's time to select. Select do you owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes? Are you being audited or investigated? Has the IRS sent you a letter demanding payment? You may not owe what they claim. Make this free call to the tax doctor now. Let them negotiate with the IRS on your behalf. 800-240-4587. 800-240-4587. That's 800-240-4587. College football fans, the championship is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook is making sure you can throw down on the epic showdown for a shot at big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on the championship game. Download the app now. Use the code PATRICK. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code PATRICK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions Terms and responsible gaming resources. At Charmin, we heard you shouldn't talk about going to the bathroom in public, so we decided to sing about it. When you roll a Charmin up to South on the party, this is most of roll it back, everybody. Charmin's irresistibly soft and have a nice. A grip is always soft. It's our party vibe. It's crushing up things, so much Shakespeare vibe. So what? Everybody wanna touch the 
Charmin Ultra Soft is irresistibly soft and more absorbent, so you can use less. Enjoy the go with Charmin. Pass, set, kill. We are your hall for Gator Women's Volleyball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Until Mark Wives, Mark Wise hits us here at 12.30. It'll be your chance to call in, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, Gator women's basketball last night uh, had a tough night shooting. South Carolina is really good. Uh, the number one Gamecocks won eighty nine to sixty six last night, um, and uh, Carolina scored thirty two points in the first quarter, and then only sixteen in the second, and they were within eleven at the half. So give them credit for not giving up, but you know Carolina is obviously pretty good. Uh, offensive lineman Richie Leonard says he's going into the transfer portal, so the Gators will lose one there. But, of course, they just flipped the uh, uh, the, the edge uh, position rusher from Cincinnati. Uh, we talked about yesterday, uh, George Gums um, coming in. So Florida giveth, Florida taketh away. Interesting that the three Gator defenders who left – are all going to go to Texas A&M to make a visit. Um, so the the uh, portal continues to spin. Mike says, predict the next three years, you'll see a huge gambling scandal rock college football. With so many immature young men now having access to large sums of money, it seems a natural progression of the unregulated greed through NIL that now runs the sport. When bad behavior is left unchecked, it always gets worse. What we're witnessing is a degradation of society and those who choose to look the other way in the name of change. Bad change will bear a large portion of the guilt uh, to those who, per- who perpetrate. Talk about setting yourself up. Does anybody practice critical thinking anymore? Mike, that's way too deep for me. Um, but I do think time will tell in terms of, you know, What's happening here? Uh, Byron, hello. Hey, Steve. Uh, real quick, man. Uh, Gator basketball, girls and men, man. I'm, I'm real, you know, proud, and I hope we have a great season. You never know what's going to happen, but that that young lady at uh, South Carolina, Staley, at a coach, she has some great teams, man. She's a great coach, and uh, they, they program is nothing to grade your program office. So, shout out to the girls, man. Don't get your heads down. That's a Great program. If you can beat them, you're on your way. And Steve Hermet was always one of my coaches, the favorite. And uh, I, I, we do watch. Uh, I, I called you the other day about the playoffs, but I didn't mention that. But uh, three teams in Florida, but it seemed like everybody could be in. And it's amazing what the NFL does. And, and lastly, the NBA. I, I didn't see it, but I, uh, the two, two, the guys from overseas, the Greek freak and the French, the French man. Uh, they went at it last night. Uh, Steve, NBA, some fantastic basketball. People don't watch sports, man. This college basketball, that's the same. But so I got what you're saying. And go, go Gators. Byron, thank you. January 
has always been a slow month, in, in, at least here on this show. And, you know, one of my students today asked me why. Well, here's why. No controversy. That's what sports talk in large part has become. You know, when I first started doing this, people would call and say, boy, the Magic are doing this or the Buccaneers are doing this. That's gone. That's gone. We don't get NBA calls. We don't get NFL calls. We don't get MLB calls for the most part. And it does make for doing a show like this difficult because I want to talk sports. I I mean, do, do I watch the NBA religiously? No, but I know what's going on, right? And that's just, you know, how it is. The football season's over. The basketball team is doing pretty well, so nothing to complain about there. Don't forget Scott Strickland's here um, Monday. He'll be here at noon. Did you see, by the way, um, the quarterback from Ohio State kind of didn't leave Ohio State. The kid went to Syracuse from Ohio State, McCord. Um, not sure that he left there um, in in the best way. Let, let, let's put it that way. Um, and now what you're seeing is uh, a lot of guys declaring for the NFL draft. But here's the one that I didn't understand. Quinchon Junkins leaving Ole Miss, entering the transfer portal. I don't get that at all. They are a preseason top 15 team in every poll I've seen. In some polls, they're a preseason top 10 team, and yet he's leaving. That one, SEC Freshman of the Year, um, this year, 15 rushing touchdowns, 1,100 and something yards. I don't know. Um, he said, I've decided to enter the transfer portal. The decision to enter in the portal was not made lightly, but I believe it's the best decision for my personal and athletic growth. Again, maybe this is academic. I don't know. But for his personal growth, I mean, I don't get it. Unless he wants to play, if he he doesn't think Ole Miss is going to be a top, top, top tier team, then maybe that's why. Thomas, go ahead and grab that. Okay. Um, So I don't know. But that one's a head-scratcher. And ESPN has a column today ranking the 10 schools that have dominated the transfer portal. Well, guess what one of those schools is? Ole Miss. And Ole Miss, number one. Yeah, pretty hard to figure that. Uh, Mike, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? Good. Yeah, you just mentioned that someone from Florida was entering the transfer portal. I was under the impression the transfer portal ended on uh, Tuesday the 2nd. Uh, he's a grad uh, transfer, that's why. Okay. And uh, 
Speaking of the NFL, you never get much calls. I'm a long, long, long suffering Browns fan, and uh, you see who's going to start a quarterback this week for him. Uh, how many quarterbacks now? About five. They're going to have starting, but I mean, it's been it's been remarkable what the Browns have done. Yeah, but I, but you know who who's going to be starting for him this week? I have no idea. Jeff Driscoll. That's right. They just signed him. That's right. They signed him to start. Yeah, they, yeah, they signed him, and he's, he's going to start this week. So yeah, good for him. I mean. It's funny, he's going to be going into Cincinnati, and that's where he started. So, it, of course, nowadays, you know, if you're a quarterback, there's probably a 50-50 chance you're going to end up playing against two or three teams you played for. Oh, yeah, especially if you're a backup, because those guys tend to, you know, journey around a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And the thing about, you know, I'm also an Ohio State fan, as you know, and the thing about McCord is, you know, McCord was a maybe a B quarterback, but when, you, but when you've had Justin Fields, and you've had Dwayne Haskins, and you've had C.J. Stroud, and J.T. Baird, and Braxton Miller. These are all A, A-plus quarterbacks, and, you know, he just didn't quite measure up. You know, I'm kind of glad they got the guy from Kansas State. Uh, Will Howard. Will yep. Howard. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what happens with the uh, guy, Devin Brown, who really didn't, didn't get a chance to do anything. He, You know, he basically, from what I heard, was neck and neck with uh, McCord coming out of camp, and he got hurt in camp, and then he gets his chance in the ball game and gets hurt. And they got a five-star guy coming in, so it's get very interesting in Columbus, just like it is almost almost every other college town. Yeah, I mean, it, this whole thing, we could, you know, you could probably spend three hours talking just that. It's it's there's no sense in lamenting about it because this is the world we're living in. And I'm going to mention something later on in the show today about what published reports are saying and I have heard where Billy Napier is going in terms of quote restructuring unquote uh, what he's doing into more of an NFL style front office that makes sense to me alrighty thanks a lot Chief Mike thank you Greg I gotta have you call back because Mark Wise is gonna come on 1228 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Hall on the campus of the University of Florida, ESPN, 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Nothing but net. He hit that from deep. That was from another time zone. If you weren't here, you wouldn't believe it. Not so fast. You can't experience the thrill of a game without being in the arena. Just talk to the pros at Electronics World. Electronics World? At EW, it's a slam dunk. They have all the best gear to give you a seat at midcourt in your own home. TVs and sound from Sony, Yamaha, Marantz. With speakers by Bowers and Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. The biggest, baddest rock experience in the United States is here. <laughs> Welcome to Rockville with Foo Fighters. It sounds like this Motley Crue. Slipknot. I am a world before I am a man. Disturbed. You know, come on, get down with the sickness. Jelly Roll. And I only talk to God when I need a favor. Limp Biscuit. Queens of the Stone Age and Breaking Benjamin, Evanescence, Cypress Hill, Blackville Brides, Idana Remember, Anthrax, In This Moment, Primus, Stone Temple Pilots, Tech Nine, and Judas Priest, plus so many more. 
Welcome to Rockville. Four days, five stages, and 150 bands. May 9th through the 12th at Daytona International Speedway. Passes and camping on sale now at welcometorockville.com. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. Fun isn't hard. Right. Babbel's interactive lessons, podcasts, games, and more make it fun and engaging. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. You can choose from topics like travel, business, relationships, and more. You'll learn what matters most to you. Plus, Babbel's lessons are designed to get you speaking right away. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. Just three weeks? Even better! Since Babbel's lessons are designed by language experts and voiced by real native speakers, you'll get the accents just right and be able to carry on conversations with confidence. Learning a language with Babbel doesn't take long. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's, it's perfect. perfect. Start learning a new language today. Go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny early today with cloud cover increasing later on in the afternoon and during the evening as our next system approaches our area. Highs today on the milder side will get into the lower 70s. Winds starting to pick up during the early part of the evening. Gusts to about 20 miles an hour are possible. After midnight, showers arriving from the west will impact us throughout the day tomorrow. A few strong thunderstorms possible near the nature coast. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Ron Rivera, probably not going to be back with Washington. And he talked about what this job comes down to, or a big portion of your success is predicated on getting yourself a quarterback. They have the second pick in the draft right now. You can get your franchise quarterback right now. Whoever is coming in, that's why I think this is a sneaky good job. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. WRUF Radio app, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator head football coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Well, the calendar has turned to a new year and to a new month. And come Monday, we will do another year of hoop. There it is with my next guest, the venerable Mark Wise. Mr. Wise, wow. Happy New Year. How about that? Yeah, <laughs> welcome in, my friend. Thank you very much, and Happy New Year to you. Let's. Uh, you've you've been able to see Florida up close a lot uh, early on in the year yeah. here. Uh, yeah. So for folks who are listening, give us your impressions. Well, I know that they needed to address two areas, and they tried to address one, and and it's had mixed reviews, and that's their three point shooting. Even though the the last game they shot lights out in the first half. The area where they've obviously uh, made a big difference is the on the glass in, in terms of last year to this year. They're a completely different team. I love the four bigs that they play. Two of them play together at all times, and they're almost interchangeable, uh, whether you're talking about Samuel or Condon or Han Logden or Hauk. 
So from that standpoint, the word that comes to mind is bouncy. All four guys are bouncy. <laughs> I like that. Uh, in, in terms of the way they get on the glass, the, the way that they operate block to block, that has been a the biggest imp- improvement. And then when you throw pulling in at the point, it gives them a big physical true point guard, and, and he's the piece of the puzzle, I think, that makes all the other pieces fit. Hmm. Um, a lot has been made about not shooting the three well or foul shooting. Do you think I mean, those yeah. things are fixable, aren't they? Well, um, you know, I talked to Todd Golden about that, and I think his answer was, was uh, spot on. It, the guy that gets to the free throw line the most, Samuel, is just 52%. I mean, he's already been there 71 times. So from that standpoint, uh, if, if the guy that gets to the free throw line the most is your worst free throw shooter, I don't know that it's going to get a whole lot better. Now, is Thomas Howe better than 42%? Of course he is. Is hand locked in better than 3 for 10? Of course he is. I mean, Walter Clayton Jr. missed four free throws all of last season. <laughs> right. He's already missed 11. So it, it's a complete failure in terms of Clayton at the free throw line. So um, can he get a little better? Yeah, but I don't expect them to be a 75% free throw shooting team anytime soon. A young, talented Kentucky team comes in here, not really road yeah. tested. Is that could that be a big factor tomorrow? Of course, it could be with with all the freshmen that they rely on. But the problem is, they've got a couple of guys that are a problem. I mean, Dillingham is a real problem in terms of trying to keep him out of the paint. Jeff Shepard is a real problem in terms of the way he can create havoc defensively. And he's, I, I think he's making like 58% of his three point shots. So, and that's not even talking about the other guys. That's not talking about Trey Mitchell, who, who had his way with Florida a year ago when he played for West Virginia. Um, so from that standpoint, this, I think this is the best Kentucky team I've seen in the last four or five years. I think I, w- w- whether Cal wants to admit it or not, they've had a change philo- philosophically, schematically on the offensive end. They shoot more threes. They make more threes. Uh, they're they're much quicker in tempo. So from that standpoint, uh, if if you if you want to watch a game get up and down tomorrow, I, and I'll be there tomorrow. I don't have a game tomorrow, so I'm not actually going to go and be a fan and just watch because I need to see Kentucky play. Um, from that standpoint, I think it'll be a great spectator game. I do, too. And I agree with you. And I don't know that he would admit it, but it's pretty obvious they've changed. I mean, they didn't shoot threes hardly at all. And now a lot of those guys right. got the green light. So that, that t- tells me it is a change in philosophy. Yeah, he hired a guy uh, new to his staff with some NBA roots. I think that probably had an impact. Um and, and then I, I just think he is still giving those guys the freedom to shoot the, the, the mid-range twos. But when you're so efficient at making threes, and when you look at the SEC stats uh, year in and year out, Kentucky would be near the top in terms of uh, three-point percentage, but they would be at the bottom in terms of attempts per game. Well, that's not the case anymore. I mean, they're at the top at both, and, and they play a lot more like Alabama than they would probably admit. Hmm. Tennessee is still a team that I watch, and I'm not sure what I'm going to get night in and night out. Am I wrong in that? I think they shoot better, 
but I think sometimes offensively challenged. So what do you make of Tennessee? I think it's the same. I think uh, Rick Barnes will, will always put his defense first, and so that's where the, their, their bread is buttered. And when they don't make shots, uh, and, and I, I come back to this, a lot of people say, you know, they, they haven't done well in the NCAA tournament. Well, there's a lot of factors that go into that. But when you don't make shots, it makes it real difficult to win the tournament. And I don't want to get ahead of myself because I'm usually the one criticizing others for doing that. <laughs> um, I think Dalton Connect is a, is a first team all conference kind of player as a, as a, um, um, transfer. Um, I think Zakai Ziegler being more healthy than I thought he would be this time of year. Remember, he tore his ACL in February last year. And so he's come back, what I want to say is, quote, unquote, early. And I think he's kind of rounding into form. So in some ways, they're finding themselves. Uh, I'll, I'll get a good look at them because I have them Wednesday night. I was just going to ask you that at the end here. Uh, don't forget, Hoop There It Is debuts this year Monday at 11 o'clock, Mark and I, and we'll take your phone calls and questions and comments and talk college hoops. One of the things I always appreciate about you is your preparedness when you come here, and you don't just talk about the, you know, the big boys. You, you talk about some mid-majors. and have. Are there any of those kinds of teams, Mark, that early on have impressed you? Well, first of all, let me address FAU because we, no one knew – uh, FAU this time last year, right. and if FAU had played at Florida Gulf Coast on the road a year ago and got beat like they did the other night, um, we would have gone, okay, it's on the road, <laughs> we understand, anybody can beat, but now they've got a different target on their back. Uh, there's no question about that. What I love about what Dusty May did at FAU was he did not take the safe route in non-conference scheduling. I think their non-conference schedule is ranked, I want to say, 11th in the country. I mean, they played a big-time schedule. But when you are at the level of an FAU, you're, you can't schedule just those games. So, you know, they're going to they're gonna have some highs and lows because you cannot treat the game at Madison Square Garden the same that you treat the game at Florida Gulf Coast. You, you just can't. You just, that's just the way athletics works. Now, I'm, I'm going to get to the answer to your question. I Obviously, one of the three unbeatens remaining is James Madison. I love Mark Byington as a head coach. He's got older guys. Um, I, they're in the top 30 of the net, uh, which bodes well This at this point in time this year. We'll see whether or not playing in the league actually brings them down. BYU is a team, and I know we're not going to talk about BYU as a mid-major, but uh, – They've surprised almost everybody. I mean, they are so old and so good offensively. I think they're two or three in the net right now. Um, so there's there. I mean, again, the, the first team that jumps out is is um, uh, is James Madison. But if you some schools that keep your eye on would probably be Utah State, Princeton, Nevada is off to a fast start. So. Those are some mid-majors to keep your eye on. Let's flip this, Mark. Are there some teams that you thought would be pretty good that have maybe underachieved a bit? Well, I don't know. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't know that I don't cover the Big Ten a lot, and I don't do many games. Uh, the team that's actually hurting Florida right now is Michigan. 
Yeah. Um, you know, they, they, the, Florida needs that to be a, a, a quad one win, and it's not going to be because I think they're around the 80. Um, like Pitt, uh, every Florida fan should be a Pitt fan right now. Mm-hmm. I, I think Pitt's gone 0-2 in the ACC. Um, I think their net ranking is right at 50, so that keeps them as a quad one win today, but they may not be tomorrow. Um, in terms of uh, others, you know, Memphis has been a real pleasant surprise, and they've played a great schedule. But on the other end of the spectrum, uh, UCLA has really struggled. Um, and I love Mick Cronin. They're really young and finding out some things. So um, there's, those are a couple. You know, somebody, and I, don't, I have not looked at Ole Miss's schedule, Mark. I, I will say that. Right, but I, I right. think the job Chris Beard has done there, I mean, whatever his you know personal issues are or were, uh, Ole Miss, right. what are they, 14 and all, whatever the heck they are, he's done a heck of a job there so far. No question. If you had on January, what is today, the 5th, if you had on your bingo card Ole Miss was going to be one of the three undefeateds, you would have, you would have lapped the field with that pick. Uh, they, they, they've only got one quad one win, uh, but it's a great one because they have a quad one win over um, uh, Memphis. Non-conference strength of schedule, very pedestrian in the uh, high 100s. Uh, That's not going to help them. They have eight wins over teams in the quad four. That's not going to help them. But guess what? The SEC is so good this year that it's going to present all kinds of opportunities for a lot of teams. So, um, you know, as long as as, – um, you're ranked in the top 75 of the net. Anytime you play that team on the road in the league, that's an automatic quad one opportunity. So almost everybody in this conference, I think, are going to get eight or nine quad one opportunities as league play starts. Um, Old Miss has got a transfer point guard who's kind of settled the ship. Flanagan's had a great year transferring over from Auburn. Uh, they've got two shot-blocking rim protectors uh, in the inside with Sharp and Cisse. I- I'm real anxious. To, you know, it's not fair because they they open up tomorrow at Tennessee, um, and so that'll that'll be a stiff challenge out, uh, from the get-go. But I have them coming up a couple of times uh, in the next couple of weeks. And where can we see ESPN's Mark Wise here down the road? Well, uh, Wednesday, I have Tennessee and um, at Mississippi State. And, of course, Mississippi State just got Tolu Smith back. So he's only played in one game so far. So the opener that they have at South Carolina tomorrow will be his second game. So that's a great one. to. That's one of those rare opportunities, Steve. I keep coming back to the net and quads and whatnot. But it's one of those rare opportunities where it's a quad one opportunity for both teams. So that, that, that always has extra juice in it. And then on the weekend, I go to Auburn. Uh, I'll be in the middle of the jungle um, <laughs> with uh, LSU coming to town. LSU is much better because Jalen Cook is now eligible. They were, he was the point guard that they were waiting on in the, in the two-time transfer debacle, if you will. So, um, um, and then the following week, uh, I go back to Auburn on Saturday. Now you're going to make me remember where I am on uh, when, LSU. Okay. LSU. I get Ole Miss. I get Ole Miss on the road twice. Ole Miss at LSU, Ole Miss at Auburn. And we're going to get Mark here Monday at 11 for our first 
Hoop There It Is show. Look forward to that, Mark. Look forward to seeing you Monday. All right, thanks, Steve. Happy New Year. Yep, same to you, my friend. Mark Wise, good dude. Love having him here. He's back Monday, 1245. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Talk some college football. David Hale from ESPN.com, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Dave Ray's Automotive, we get the bugs out of your car. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely. And that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. <sighs> the sun's out, the water's cool, it's a perfect day for boating. What's that boat doing? Perfect boating days can quickly turn into disasters when drugs and alcohol are involved. Don't let boating under the influence ruin your day. FWC officers have zero tolerance for impaired operators. If you're over the limit, you're under arrest. Learn more at myfwc.com. Brought to you by the FWC Division of Law Enforcement. Remember back when you learned how to ride a bike? You needed courage, determination, and some band-aids for those bumps and bruises. But when it was all said and done, what you really needed was balance. At Radiant Credit Union, we're paving the path for your financial future with our balance transfer offer. Right now, you can transfer your high-interest credit card debt to our Radiant Visa credit card with a super low intro rate, plus no balance transfer fee or annual fee. Visit RadiantCU.org balance and start saving today. Federally insured by NCUA. We're for Washington. We love Febreze's new scent. Refresh and energize. So much we made a song about it. Show weekday mornings at nine, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8:50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. A little more college football talk now. We talk with a gentleman who's been a guest on our show in the past. Look forward to having him again today and in the future. David Hale, college football writer, primarily covering the ACC for ESPN, ESPN.com. David, Happy New Year. Thank you for doing this. Um, let me start. I know it's not the ACC, but on the surface of it, you, you can kind of see some kids who transfer and say, okay, he's not playing. He wants a fresh start. 
But Judkins at Ole Miss, that, that's a head-scratcher. That, something's got to be going on there that we don't know about. Or am I wrong on that? Uh, I think the portal is a mysterious beast. Um, <laughs> the, there are myriad reasons, I think, why guys go into the portal. And unfortunately, I think some of those reasons are not great. They are the result of people in your ear telling you, you know, uh, the grass is going to be greener somewhere else, whether that be money, statistics, draft exposure, whatever. Um, I think there are more times than not that you'd be surprised when a coach kind of says, like, hey, you might be better off in the portal uh, than what we have here for you. I, I'm certainly not saying that's the case at Ole Miss, but from, if you kind of read the tea leaves on social media, Lane did not exactly step out and say, like, oh, I'm bummed this is happening. He, right. he congratulated Quinshawn and said, you know, good luck in your next step. I, it, you know, I, so much of it is predicated on money and expectations, and that's not necessarily the worst thing. Um, it, it, I understand why players are taking care of themselves. They should. I think it's unfortunate that this is the world that we live in where there is no sort of day-to-day, certainly year-to-year security in terms of of roster, but, uh, you know, what has been the conversation around the portal the entire month of December, basically? It was Lane Kiffin and all the guys he brought in. Well, those guys didn't come for nothing. They came for some sort of dollar figure in NIL. I I hate even calling it NIL because that's not what it is. It's a a pay-for-play. Right. Um, But, you know, that money is coming from somewhere, and I think it is a valid question, and this is a concern that I hear from coaches all the time, uh, is if they're putting all their money into guys who just got here, where's the money for the guys who have been doing it? And again, I'm not saying that's what happened for Judkins either, but I think you know th- these type of uh, situations are happening everywhere, where guys are going into the portal not because it's the best football decision for them or not because it makes sense on paper, but it makes some paper for them down the road. You know, I, we've not had a chance to talk to Billy Napier since signing day because they're busy doing portal stuff, and I understand that. But, uh, you know, some, you know how this is. When you hear one person say something, you kind of go, eh. When you hear other people say it, like, okay, maybe there's something to this. Well, I, I, I'm hearing and I, I've seen some things written where Billy Napier is looking to restructure his staff and make it more like a, quote, NFL, unquote, type situation here. Given where the college game is, that seems to make sense to me. What do you make of that? Yeah, you know, there's always been a weird sort of dichotomy in college football about how to build a staff in regards to recruiting. Do you want your best recruiters, the best salesmen? Do you want the guys who are going to develop a a player from year one to year four the best? Uh, and, and I'm not sure how many guys sort of split that Venn diagram of being really good at both. Those guys are, are the obvious home run choices. Um, but, you know, the, I think the, the takeaway is certainly that nobody gets four years to develop a guy. Nobody gets three years to develop a guy anymore. And so there is the idea of roster building has changed and the idea of development has changed. And I do worry, uh, and I, I don't want to be one of these, like, sky is falling in college football people because – it is, you know, we've been through challenges and changes before, and, and the sport tends to work itself out. But development is the critical piece of college football. Like, for these guys getting better from their last day of high school to their first day in the pros, 
particularly at a level like Florida and the SEC or top-level programs, that is the whole job. And when that job starts being muddled up with NIL money, with portal, with um, you know, how are we going to build a roster from week to week, year to year, um, I just you don't want the development of guys who are on your team to be sort of a second class way of doing the job. You want to be able to build a you want to be able to build a talented roster because talent wins. But getting the most out of that talent wins more. And that has always been a delicate balance. I think it is more of a challenge now than it has ever been. Since you cover the ACC, David, and I know you've written a lot of stuff on, and on social media about the Florida State situation. You know, here, uh, Gator fans kind of laugh when they, when some of them, were whatever they're going to do when they see FSU. But do you think in the end they get out of the league? And do you think that there'll be super conferences here in the near future? Yeah. Look, if I was to tell you that I know what the near future looks like, I'd be lying, but so would anybody else who tells you that. <laughs> I think this is part of the problem is that, uh, and I've heard this from numerous administrators, ADs, that you know, there's a desire to be in the best position possible today, and if not today, as close to today as possible. But the fact of the matter is, let's just play out the string for a minute, hypothetically, and say Florida State's lawsuit goes through the process, right? Mm-hmm. We're looking at probably a year before or close to before we get any sort of judicial verdict. Then that verdict is almost certainly going to be appealed by one side or the other, and there will be continuing court cases. The best-case scenario that I've heard from folks is maybe two years from now we have some sort of uh, definitive answer on that. Well, who the hell knows what college football is going to look like in two years? So, like, <laughs> I've right. had... AD say, like, what are we jumping through these hoops for to try to get somewhere and spend all this money to get somewhere that may not even exist in two years? I mean, Cal SMU and Stanford are essentially paying their way to join the ACC while the ACC's best team is trying to buy its way out of the ACC. That's a lunacy. So, you know, to me, I, I think a lot of it is about understanding what you're what the foundation is that you're standing on. And I think a, a little of what's happened at FSU, I don't want to say overblown because it is big, but I think a little bit of it is it's not like FSU has stood up on a, on a stage and said, we are leaving the ACC the first second we get. They are testing the water. They're dipping their toe into the pool to see what the temperature is. Can we get out of a grant of rights? And if so, what's it going to cost us? And if, if that then what other opportunities are open to us? Because that's the other big thing that people don't, I think, understand is like, yeah, it's Florida State. It's a big brand. So, sure, the SEC or Big Ten would probably be interested. Um, but on the other hand, nobody is is giving them an invitation when you don't know what their media rights situation is because you need the money from the media rights to have any value to anybody. And the flip side of that is, is like, are, would they be joining the Big Ten, say, at a full share or doing what Oregon and Washington are doing, which is essentially taking 40 cents on a dollar, because that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go into a league and have to deal with tougher competition with less revenue compared to your peers than just staying in the ACC, making about the same amount of money and winning that league more years than not, which is, I think, what Florida State at least thinks they should be doing. So all of it is very complicated, and I think the biggest takeaway that I have from what's going on with Florida State right now is that they're, tr- they're pulling on some threads to see if they can untangle how this complicated web that we're in right now. And 
what the answers are from there, I think even Florida State and the ACC would tell you we don't know. 90 seconds left here. The, the opt-out situation is just ridiculous. And I think there are some very easy things you can do to remedy that. In the David Hale remedy of the world, what can be done about this, if anything? I think this is my my personal pet uh, plan, uh, which I really like, but I think a lot of people won't, <laughs> is that I think you uh, the postseason should be reserved for the playoff games, and that's that. I think you take all the bowl games that currently exist and you move them to week zero, and they can be this big sort of rollout, sort of the Daytona 500 of the of the college football season. Huge non-conference games. Everybody can play in a bowl. Um, the better bowls pay more into an NIL collective that gets divided up between players, however you want to think about it. But the incentive is that guys play and the game matters. Because right now, the entire problem comes from the fact that the games don't matter. That's correct. And so if a game doesn't matter, it is impossible to convince a kid who's going to be a first or second round pick who doesn't want to put up bad tape and doesn't want to get injured. Like, why waste your stock on a game that doesn't matter so you have to there's no solution that doesn't start with find a way to make the games matter and i think the best way to do that is put them at the start of the regular season and automatically they mean more than anything else i'm with you and i I think you're spot on when you say that because these games i mean sadly we all love bowls but in this world we're in now those other games don't matter david where can people see your work uh, we'll have stuff up on ESPN.com. I don't know. I've been, I'm hoping to do as little as possible for the next week or two and kind of shake <laughs> off some of the uh, season and start fresh. So, uh, but feel free to follow me on what used to be Twitter at a David Hale joint. And then, I don't know, just like watch the, uh, the police blotter. I'm sure my name will turn up. Oh my gosh. Time. Okay. Always appreciate your time, Dave. We'll get you back. Thank you for your time. All right. See you guys. You got it. David Hale does a really good job, uh, covering the ACC at college football for ESPN, ESPN.com. Hour two coming up. Stay with us. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, W251CG Gainesville, from the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. With tens of thousands of satisfied patients across America, it's no surprise QC Kinetics gets five-star reviews. I'm feeling on top of the world because of QC Kinetics. I'm able to do the things that I wasn't able to do for a long time. I can recommend them highly. I would recommend QC to anybody. QC Kinetics has changed my life. I couldn't believe it. I honestly was skeptical, but the pain went from a 10 to a 0. Real people with real lasting relief from joint pain. QC Kinetics Regenerative Medicine is regenerating me. It was super successful and I recommend everyone seek out QC Kinetics as an alternative to surgery. This non-surgical approach is definitely the future. I tell as many people as possible. I am an ambassador. I love QC Kinetics. QC Kinetics, the nation's leader in advanced regenerative medicine. No drugs, no surgery. Call QC Kinetics now for your free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 352-400-4550. That's 352-400-4550. Now with offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages. 352-400-4550. Nothing but net. He hit that from deep. That was from another time zone. If you weren't here, you wouldn't believe it. Not so fast. You can't experience the thrill of a game without being in the arena. Just talk to the pros at Electronics World. Electronics World? At EW, it's a slam dunk. They have all the best gear to give you a seat at mid 
record in your own home. TVs and sound from Sony, Yamaha, Marantz, with speakers by Bowers and Wilkins, Kef, Martin Logan, and more. Electronics World in Gainesville or online at electronicsworld.net. My ride smells just right, just right, just right, just right. I gotta try that for Bree's car. Just right, just right, just right, just right. La 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 la. With up to 40 days of consistency, all over Bree's car clips right on your bed. You know my car's my happy place. Keep a smile on my face when it smells just right, just right, just right. Breathe happy for Bree's. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into Hour 2 of Sports Scene for this, at least so far, sunshiny Friday. Thomas, our producer today, we thank you for making time out of your busy day to join us and talk sports. It goes by very quickly when you participate. 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Obviously, uh, big game tomorrow uh, with Kentucky here. Let's talk a little uh, hoops if you want to do that. Give us your thoughts on who might win that game or who you would like to see uh, win that game. And uh, I'm going to piggyback on what David Hale just did because – what he has proposed uh, is something I am more and more um, in favor of. He's right. I mean, there are some things you can do in terms of opt-out. But he's 100% correct when he says these games don't matter. Now... I'm sure you're going to get a coach who would come on here and would uh, completely tell me I'm crazy, that I'm wrong. And I understand that. But I still think that's the crux of it. And I do think if you did the bowl games in week zero, that would be a tremendous way to start the season. Any thoughts on that? Let me know. By the way, uh, Gator Baseball, uh, returning 14 players from last year's team, is ranked preseason number four by perfect game. Uh, and as usual, a lot of SEC teams are in the top 25. Arkansas, number two. LSU, number three. Vanderbilt, number six. Texas A&M, number 11. I'm sorry, number seven. Tennessee, number 11. South Carolina, number 13. Auburn, Number 15. Yikes. Again, it just goes to show you um, how loaded the SEC could be again this year. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Tony, what's up? Hey, Steve. What's up, man? Hey. Who was number one there on that poll? Uh, didn't number say one? who was number one. I'm still looking here. I just gave the oh. SEC team. Oh, okay, Wake no Forest problem. is number one. Oh, Wake Forest. Okay, yeah. They got that big transfer pitcher from uh, Tennessee. TCU is five, and guess what? Texas is number eight. Yeah, SEC, huh? Getting tougher. Getting easier, getting easier, getting easier. <laughs> hey, Steve, you got a lot of good guests today, man. Um, I found it ironic, something that uh, Hearn said. He said that uh, the NFL 
is, uh, is, is turning a lot into college football. He was regarding, obviously, the off-field. Well, off-the-field, college football is turning a lot into the NFL, right? Um, so I thought that was quite ironic. And taking on that, um, Zach Albovertis is reporting that the Gators hired this guy, Mark Robinson. Right, from, a- a, uh, from A&M, yeah. Yeah, associate AD of football operations at A&M to assume some type of role here. Um, is that going to be – obviously, you don't know, so it's speculative, but do you think they'll be working under Billy or working under Strickland? Uh, that's a good question um, because I think it depends – and I, I, I'm saying this without knowledge, okay? Correct. What is the, the the specific thing they want him to do? Is it going to be more administrative, you know, from a – uh, more global perspective, like, okay, specifically oversee football and what it does, or, which I think would be more of a UAA thing, or is it going to be what I just talked about earlier where, lack of a better term, you might be the GM, you know, you might be in charge of the, you know, whatever the NIL is and all that kind of stuff. That's that's my guess. Yeah, yeah, Um Billy had a guy, or there is a guy there called Josh Thompson, who's like the director of football operations. Now, so when you think about it, like, right, he's in charge of probably recruiting, overseeing recruiting, uh, you know, the Katie Turners of the world and whatnot. But I think uh, college football has become where talent acquisition is, is, is more confusing and more difficult than the NFL is right now with the portal and with no contracts specifically, Steve, because at least in the NFL, you can sign these guys to contracts and you've got to worry about it. But you've got guys on day-to-day contracts in college football. Your, your entire team is basically on a day-to-day contract. Yeah, I mean, so, you, heard, you heard Coach say it. You heard Herm say it. You don't, know, you don't know what your team is. And you don't. Exactly. I mean, you, you may know it at the end of spring practice, but even then, there's another portal you know, that opens up after spring practice. So you don't really know what your team's going to be like until, what, April or whatever that is. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's going to create a lot of dynamics in college football because you've never had that really in college football, like a real GM role. And in the NFL, it creates dynamics, right? Because some organizations, the GM does all the talent acquisition, the coaches just coach. And then you have the famous quote from Parcells, right? Remember, if you want me to get in the kitchen and cook the meal, and let me shop for the groceries. So how is Billy going to handle that? How is any college coach going to be that type of, of a coach? So it's going to create a lot of weird dynamics, a lot of stuff to get felt out today. Um, Steve, real quick, before I let you go, the Jets, man. You know, the Jets were in this position a few years ago. They won a couple of meaningless games at the end of the year, and it caused us Trevor Lawrence, and we ended up with Zach Wilson. So here I am hoping the Jets just blow it this weekend, but you know they're not. They'll probably blow out New England, end up with like the 14th pick in the NFL draft, and not be able to get a quarterback. But let's say they were in the top five or or six. You think they would go for one of those quarterbacks, Steve, or how do you see that playing out? Uh, No, I don't, and here's why I say that. Unless, where where is the real Jets' weakness right now? Offensive line. Bingo. That's where they go. Yeah. Unless, okay. unless they pull some kind of trade, and unless they're pretty confident there's a guy they've scouted that they think they can steal in the second or third round that could, you know, that could start right away. 
absent that, if you have Aaron Rodgers, you better protect that aging investment. That's where they've got to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you can see him just right back in the same boat next year, if not first week, sometime in the season with with the way that offensive line is. Yep, you got it. All right, Steve. Take care, buddy. Tony, thank you. Yep, appreciate it. Greg, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve, enjoying the show. Love Mark Wise's uh, input. Um, you know, just a real fast, this is why I call it, called on the Florida-Kentucky game on Jack and the fact that you called us out and said we don't call because there's no controversy. I've been listening to you since dial the score. I would literally look up the Purdue game before your show just to see and call and get on your show back in the day. Probably didn't know that. But, Steve, you know what interests me about this is if it's going to be like a front mark, uh, what did you call it, like an NFL office? now with kids today and, you know, athletes, football. And, again, this isn't why I called, but it just makes me wonder, what kind of rules are there? I mean, let's be honest, Steve. A lot of inner-city kids, a lot of blue-collar kids are the ones that are going to get these deals. And now you've got lawyers coming in. I mean, what are the stipulations? I would love, and I heard another caller say it, to say, what are the rules? So you got lawyers saying, well, I'm going to need 10% of whatever UF gives you. I'm going to need 10% of what Clemson gives you. I mean, there is a lot of room for people siphoning off these kids' money. And I'd be curious to know the rules on that, but that's not why I called. Why I called you, Steve, is to borrow a line from Dan, um, Dan the man, Patrick, the mothership. If you click on ESPN, your mothership, and you look at Kentucky stats and score and record in Florida, it is almost identical, Steve. It's spooky. The only difference is, is, is that big time, and Mark touched on it, is for UK is Antonio Reeves. He's a 6'6 guard. So if I'm Todd Gold, and I, I'm just shooting from the hip here, but I'm putting Will Richard on him. And, and just cover him everywhere he goes. But if you look at them, Steve, if you look at the stats on your mothership for Kentucky and Florida and click back and forth, it is scarily identical. Florida is 10 and 3. They're 10 and 2. And all I'm going to say about UNC Wilmington beat them. They only lost twice, Kentucky, UNC Wilmington. So if UNC Wilmington and 6 and 2 Wilmington team can surprise Kentucky, Granted, Florida's not going to surprise them, but I think a 10-3 and Florida team can beat them. Um, I think you're right that the, the, the Rowdy Reptiles, I hope they come in full form. But it's just mind-boggling. I, 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 I beg everybody to do it. If you can have a home computer and you can click back and forth on the tabs, go to the mothership ESPN, look at Kentucky, and look at Florida, and click back and forth. Right. It is literally identical. All right. And that's all I had to say. Go Gators. Thank you, Greg. David, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve, um, I caught on that last little bit of you talking about having the bowl games in week zero. Are you talking about the following season? Yes. No, David, David Hale's thing was because bowl games, except for the championship games, are not relevant now. In other words, kids are going to opt out if they're not playing for a championship. Then instead of playing a meaningless bowl game with players that you know are not going to be there – play it, the bowl game at the beginning of the year in, to make it a week zero thing when you have a full complement of players? You know, I think that could be a pretty interesting thing, and I think it would take a few years to implement correctly, but I, you're right. To get the people not to opt out of games is you have to make it meaningful. So if you made every football team that qualifies for a bowl game essentially have to play a uh, – a week zero team, though, like I said, it take a little bit to implement because you have to figure out where you're going to get that extra game or extra week. But if you made that, like, determine their first game of the season, that would be a pretty interesting way to get um, 
you know, hype for the next season. I mean, you can really build on a fan base by getting them hyped up for that. Uh, my, my question for you with, uh, like, is, we're pertaining to NIL and everything. So I don't know if it's really a question, but we're building this, like, NFL-like front office, which is what a lot of people have said you kind of need to do. And, no, you can't have contracts that bind these players the same way you have in the NFL. Um, but what I'm finding is that a lot of these contracts are very kind of incentive-laden um, as far as incentivizing them to stay, not necessarily their performance on the field. When you get in the NFL, you get a lot of incentive-laden contracts on these players to play well. If they play a certain amount, they get extra bonuses and things like that. Um, as a Steelers fan, I've seen that work out great, and I've seen that work out horrible. So um, I think that that's kind of the way you're going to have to go in college. But um, my, my question for you is actually um, – with the Gators, you know, attacking the transfer portal like they are, they're bringing in new coaches. This team is going to have a completely different feel this year. And two years ago, Billy started, they had a different feel. Last year, they started with Mertz and everything, it had a different feel. And I would argue that the team did feel more complete this past season. However, the results were essentially the same. Um, this next season is going to be kind of make or break for him. I know with the fan base, I'm a Gator fan that whoever the coach is, I'm rooting for him. I might not agree with what they do, but they're who I'm, they're who brought me to the dance. So okay, that's but what's, what, what's your question here? So my question is how many games does Billy need to win this year on one of the toughest schedules to be able to secure that next year of his contract? If you had 50 people in this room, they'd probably give you, you know, 20 different answers. I think there are some people that, are not going to worry about or take into consideration, should I say, the strength of schedule. If your record is six and six, your record is six and six, right? And I think if Florida right. goes six and six, I don't care what the strength of schedule is. That's not going to be palatable to I think the vast majority of Gator fans because of what's happened the past two years. So there's got to be uh, yes. Is is the schedule difficult? Yes. But I think there's got to be some t either more wins or a tangible look that a fan can see and say, "Hmm, okay, I guess a tough schedule, only six and six or seven and five." But man, I see light at the end of the tunnel. That's I, I do. I got you. And to end it, I won't take up much more time. But I will say that I do feel Billy catches a trip. They attribute that last Mullen season to Billy a lot because you had three you had three consecutive bad seasons in a row. And I feel like people sometimes attribute that last season to him as if like the three seasons in a row were him when he's only been the coach for two of them. So All right. David, I did want to say that. But. Thank you for your call, David. Appreciate it. 116, time check brought to you by Hayes Chilowee, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Anchor in the soul of Gator Nation. And coming to you live from the second story of the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Lots of great charities around the state of Florida. One of my favorites I've been telling you about for a while, the Road Eva Boys Ranch in Palatka. It helps at-risk young boys from difficult homes and difficult home environments find their way again, and they make them earn it. They take your donations of either unwanted or unused vehicles, and they take these vehicles and repair them, fix them, resell them. This is how they learn real-life skills to get their lives back on track. And remember, your donations are tax-deductible. So 
To find out more how you can help this really good charity, Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org, rbr.org. The following message is sponsored by the Florida Department of Elder Affairs, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Medicare Open Enrollment is October 15th to December 7th. Volunteers with the Florida Department of Elder Affairs Shine Program are available to help with your Medicare questions, virtually or by phone during COVID-19. Shine is open and ready to help you with local and unbiased counseling and assistance. Visit floridashine.org or call the Elder Helpline at 1-800-963-5337. It's time to select. Select Motor Car of Gainesville wants to remind you that if you need a new vehicle, come check out their huge selection of quality like new cars, trucks, and SUVs. Not to mention their on-site credit union financing makes the deals even sweeter. Shop online, then go for a test drive for the easiest car you'll ever buy. Wishing everyone a happy holiday season and new year from your friends at Select Motor Car. It's time to select. Select College football fans, the championship is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook is making sure you can throw down on the epic showdown for a shot at big bucks. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on the championship game. Download the app now. Use the code PATRICK. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code PATRICK. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources coming in february florida gator baseball right here on espn 98.1 fm 850 am wruf and anywhere in the world on the wruf radio app this is coach steve spurry you're listening to sports scene with steve russell right here on espn 98.1 fm 850 AM WRUF and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Ronnie and Mark uh, emailed about Judkins. Mark said that he was bad for the locker room, uh, that he went into Kiffin's office to tell him to change the offense, and which that's kind of strange because that offense is pretty run heavy, I think. And then Ronnie said kind of the same thing that Auburn uh, has backed up a Brinks truck to get him to go there. So, uh, that's but that's what we are in. That's the world we're living in. Uh, Tennessee Mike, hello. Hey Steve, happy New Year. Hope you're well and healthy, and thanks for thirty plus years of great sports radio. Same, well, except for the last part. Same to you. <laughs> <laughs> I've been with you for thirty, but I think you did some before that. Yeah, I did. Okay. Hey Steve, um, I put it on my calendar. Might have missed this. You uh, before you took your break, you were saying you were going to have Strickland on. Monday. I was looking the pot. Okay, that's the guy that got rescheduled. Yeah, he he had a scheduling conflict. It was supposed to be Thursday. Uh, he had a scheduling conflict. Conflict. He'll be here Monday. Yeah. Okay. Hey, um, got one more athletic director question, Steve. Um, the Ole Miss athletic director, I believe that's Scott Carter, right? Uh, I believe that's I the name. Don't know. I think that's correct. I think that's correct. Is this guy the best athletic director in the SEC? Uh, in what respect? 
Okay, um, obviously you can probably roll the dice a little more at Ole Miss than you can at more of the bigger SEC schools. But he hired uh, Lane Kiffin when most of the athletic directors, including Strickland, wouldn't give him a sniff. Another athletic director didn't give Kiffin a sniff was Blake James, who got fired, and I think he's at Boston College now. And i got a quick question about that, Steve. Heard it over the summer, still a little puzzled about this. You said, what has Lane Kiffin ever won? He's taking Ole Miss, I think, to two New Year's Six bowl games now. Are you ready to retract that comment? No. No. I, I, why I said that, nobody's saying, and I never said, Lane Kiffin isn't a good football coach. He is. And especially for what he's done at Ole Miss. I mean, nobody is saying that. But a lot of times in today's world, coaches are measured by a championship. Coaches are yeah. measured by that. Well, in yeah. that case, what's he uh-huh. won? Yeah, I think that was your exact comment. Was what he, what's he won? Well, he won his conference twice at FAU, and he's taken okay. oh, FAU. Uh, okay, two times in three years, and he's also taken Ole Miss to a New Year's Six bowl game twice. I think you might want to dig yourself out of that hole. So no, nope. I, 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 I stay with it I, I, because again, it doesn't matter what he did at Florida Atlantic. That, that, that doesn't matter at all. That doesn't matter. Does does any fan care what he did at Florida Atlantic? The answer is no, and no, no. hell no. Okay. No, but, as, as, but as a football as it, a football coach, Steve, you know winning your conference championship matters. Sure, it does. I'm not years. saying it doesn't matter. Well, I, I'm, I'm not answer, saying I'm that. I'm answering your question. I'm, I'm answering your question. He won the he won his conference two times in three years. My question was, what has he won in terms of a big thing? Nothing. He's won nothing. He's not won an SEC championship. He's not won anything like that. He's done a great job at Ole Miss. We'll leave it at that because I'm factually correct. Yeah, and last thing for you, Steve, the Ole Miss coach in basketball, the guy that choked his wife or whatever. Okay, once again, you probably can roll the dice a little more at Ole Miss, um, but here's a guy who's won a Final Four and was on the market. I know Florida's kind of rolling the dice with this Bruce Pearl assistant. How many athletic directors – Hey, sometimes this is a hard business, but fans want to win, like you just said. How many athletic directors didn't give uh, this dude at Ole Miss in basketball a sniff? Sure, because, because I think your point is correct. You know, Keith Carter, who's been on the show before, he was the AD there now, um, you can take more chances, if that's what you want to say, at a school like Ole Miss. And there are certain schools that will not take a sniff at Chris Beard because of what he did. That's just a fact. Do you think it might be that athletic directors don't want the headache, Steve? They want to cash that big check. They don't want the headache. But then their wives go to Whole Foods and the fans start asking them about, why didn't you hire that guy? You think you could boomerang on them? I'm not quite sure of your, of your point. No, no, I mean, like, like guys like Kiffin and Chris Beard and the, uh, and the, the athlete, a lot of athletic directors don't want to give these guys the time of day, even though they're a hell of a coach. And then you get stuck with somebody like Billy, and then their wives get harassed at the grocery store. Nah. Asking, Why didn't you interview that guy? Nah, nah. All right, thanks for your call. D, hello. <laughs> What's up, Steve? How you doing, man? Uh, <laughs> talk a little hoops with you, man. Uh, before I get to the men's tomorrow, man, uh, I was watching the late the ladies yet last night, man. Uh, you know, if we had about five more Koreas, uh, we probably could have gave South Carolina a game, but. Uh, but they, South Carolina is just loaded, man. But uh, Correa is, is definitely a hell of a player, man. She uh, she was hot in that first half, but we just we just didn't have enough of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Florida is better, and, and I think we, you will see 
as the SEC goes along here, Florida is better. I, I think they are – it's funny. I think the men's and women's teams are kind of in the same boat. Better than last year, sort of fringe at this point, NCAA tournament teams, but they need a win now over somebody big to, you know, get them in that realm. Right. Uh, as far as tomorrow goes, Steve, uh, I've watched Kentucky about four or five times this year, Steve. Um, you know, like Mark said, they're loaded, man. Uh, the Dillingham cat kind of reminds me like a, a Tyrese Maxey or Emmanuel Quickly. When, once he comes off the bench, he's uh, – or he may be starting now, but he once he gets going, man, it's, it's just tough to stop. And uh, as Reed, Reed Shepard is his name, uh, you know, Jeff Sun, he is uh, – he comes in there and he just makes stuff happen, man. And it's not even – by scoring, it's just you know defending, stripping, rebounding, uh, assisting. He he's uh he's an energizer bunny. So and like you see, like you said, they got Bradshaw and and, and Mitchell, the two bigs. Uh, you know Kentucky's no joke, but I, I just got a feeling, Steve. Um, you know we're gonna win this game because I just think we're experienced, we're bigger. Uh, this is a statement game here, and uh, I I just think our guys are gonna rise to the occasion. I, I think Riley Kukul's due for a good game, man. He. He played the right way last uh, last game against Quinnapic, and uh, I just think he's he's due for a big game here tomorrow in the Old Dome. Well, you know that's been a little bit lost, I think, um, when it comes to this because Florida's accomplished this, and Riley Kugel has not, in my opinion, played to the level he played last year. I mean, maybe he's maybe he's thinking NBA. I don't know. He's been a little up and down, um, and yet. You know, Florida's done what it's done. So I think this is – I mean, look, this this game doesn't make or break you, but if you can get a quad one win, uh, you take them, and this is a great chance. Yep, I'll be watching. Be good, Steve. All right, Dee, thank you. Same to you. Uh, James, welcome to the show. Hey, Steve. Happy New Year to you. Same to hey, you. I want to talk, talk to you about the bowl game theory, but uh, first I want to give a shout-out to the, the fellow Browns fan that called in the first hour. Um and, you know, a little, little known fact that this is only the third time the Browns have made the playoffs since their expansion uh, in 99. And this is the first time, I think, since 1988 that they've clinched a playoff spot before the last week of the season. And doing it with a Jets cast-off quarterback that now looks like he can be in the Hall of Fame. Yes. We are, we are wacko for Flacco. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but uh, on the bowl game thing, you know, I, I've heard that idea tossed around a little bit you know, over the last couple of years and, you know, college football with all these kickoff classics and all this stuff over the last couple of years has almost tried to create the atmosphere in week zero. Right. But so the, the theory is if you had it your way, would, would it be the previous season you earn that bowl spot and then you play that bowl game the next season? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that, that that's, I mean, maybe there's another way to do it. I really haven't, you know, delved into it deeply, but I think, and obviously, the downside to that is it's not the same team, right? So yeah, if if but you, it's not the same team now these days. Yeah, right? so but that's I was just going to say that. Yeah. 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 So yeah. that would be my if, if, if. Let me just throw this out. If uh, you know, uh, I don't know, Cincinnati plays um, Duke in the Mayo Bowl. All right, they qualify for that, then. Game one, those two teams play. That's how I would do it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I didn't even think about you know how it, the spot would be earned from the previous year, but that that makes sense. And you know, I I think from a standpoint from 
just keeping your fan base engaged and knowing that, hey, okay, we're going to a, a Citrus Bowl in week zero. I mean, it's kind of interesting. Who knows? I mean, you know, six years ago, we never thought any of this stuff would happen. So in six years from now, maybe maybe we have the Citrus Bowl in, in August. All knows? right. Thank you, James. Right, Appreciate thanks. your call. Yes, sir. PG, get right to you. 129 Time Check brought to you by Hayes Jillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Don't go through another year with that awful joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now and make 2024 the year you are back to living a normal life again. Hey, it's Steve Russell. QC Kinetics can give you your life back. They're the nation's leader in regenerative medicine. These are all natural treatments that can repair and restore that damaged tissue, giving you pain-free movement again. QC Kinetics has tens of thousands of satisfied patients around the country, people who had knee and back pain, shoulder pain, who were able to get lasting relief with no surgery, no drugs, and no downtime. If you have pain from an old injury or pain associated with arthritis, you need to check this out. The future of medicine is here. Regenerative treatments from QC Kinetics. Make the call now so you can get the most out of 2024. Get back to doing what you love. And don't forget, you can use your HSA and FSA funds as well. Call QC Kinetics now with clinics in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, 352-400-4550, 352-400-4550. If your king or queen sago palms have been invaded by Asian cycad scale, it's time to fight back with organic Summit Year-Round Spray Oil. It kills Asian cycad scale and other insect pests. But Summit Year-Round Spray Oil contains no chemical toxins. Insects don't build up a resistance to this horticultural oil, so it keeps working every time you spray. Summit Year-Round Spray Oil is available at fine garden centers and at summitresponsiblesolutions.com. I was in a car accident that ultimately resulted in the death of my best friend. I initially contacted another law firm and I thought I was confident in that decision. As time went on, I was at a loss. I eventually reached out to Melvin Law from a family friend who knows Carrie himself and I gave him a call and they completely changed everything for me. If we can help you, give us a call at 1-800-373-8000. At Melvin Law, we won't back down. Hey, it's Steve Russell to tell you about the place I've been doing my banking for over 30 years, FICARE Federal Credit Union. It's the best financial institution for Florida health care workers and their families to save money now and for the future. Help yourself with a debt consolidation loan, and there are you choose rewards for both debit card and low fixed rate platinum visa cards. And it's not too late to start a Christmas club savings account now to start saving today for next year's holiday gifts. All this and more from FICARE Federal Credit Union online at FICAREFCU.org. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Sunny early today with cloud cover increasing later on in the afternoon and during the evening as our next system approaches our area. Highs today on the milder side will get into the lower 70s. Winds starting to pick up during the early part of the evening. Gusts to about 20 miles an hour are possible. After midnight, showers arriving from the west will impact us throughout the day tomorrow. A few strong thunderstorms possible near the nature coast. From the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Sunday. 180! 180! 
the Buccaneers look to capture their third consecutive NFC South title and a postseason berth when they head to Charlotte to close out the regular season against the Panthers. Hot ball, Evans at the 5, to the 3-2, one touchdown, Tampa Bay! Pre-game at noon, kickoff at 1. There you go, fire the cannons, Mike Evans! Right here on the Buccaneers Radio Network. From athlete activism to athletic achievements, we have you covered. Your home for every important sports story. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Bibi says, uh, maybe as Herm said, we'll get used to this eventually, but somehow living a few doors down from Chris and Noah when we were all in school here and watching him develop and actually telling Chris good luck the very day he was leaving for Washington feels so much more meaningful and touches your soul and cements the love, loyalty to your university so differently than this new revolving door business model. And uh, Mike says, college football isn't a team sport. It's a bunch of individuals blackmailing schools to play for them. If this is a business, then players need to sign contracts. They'll play in every game, including a bowl game. Uh, they won't transfer to a team you play on on a regular basis. Schools have no protection for their investment like a business does. Well, a business has a protection to a limited degree. If you sign a non-compete, that's not forever. Uh, it's just greed without a conscience of what it does to the sport. I'm going to say this again. Mike, I'm going to say this to you. Okay? Anybody else? Does this system stink? It does. But if you were 17 years old and you had a chance to make the money these kids are making, would you do it? If you're telling me the answer is no, I got land south of Key West to sell you. PG, hello. Hey, man. Uh, thanks for taking my call. So, a couple things. First thing, that's Gators related. Uh, Bader sign with the Mets. Yep, Here's mentioned Bader. that yesterday. Yep. Yeah, I like that signing. You've got to stay healthy, but he's one of the best defensive uh, analytical players in the league. So he adds a, a dimension there. I help Nimmo out a little bit, maybe keep him healthy, which adds some more value. But pairing him with Pete's pretty cool, so I, I like that. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up is, did you uh, You probably talked about Leonard already transferring mm-hmm. yep. from Florida. Uh-huh. So you know, I think a lot of people, including myself, are just trying to look at the variables. Okay, so who's coming back? What is the recruiting class ranked? What is the transfer class ranked? Are we evaluating talent? Because let's face it, there was a lot of whiffs in the transfer portal from Florida last year when they took in. There was, I mean, they've had some good players. We talked about that. But last year left a lot to be desired. So if I look at it, let's say Florida's added some players now. The rankings, transfer portal class, right now they're still in the 30s, man. And, like, that puts them at eight or nine in the SEC. And then you can say, okay, well, you can't really go by ratings. You know, these guys evaluate. Well, the ratings have never been more accurate as they've been the last five years, even out of high school. So they're evaluated more. There's more combines, more tape. It's just the kids are better, too, coming out of high school. They've been working out differently, but neither here nor there. But, like, if you're looking at the team next year and you're rooting for Billy and you're trying to get off this negative mode, you got to 
we got to you got to get something here. Is there enough building pieces, Steve? Like I know Searcy's a nice player. Um, you got some good players from year two in Billy's recruiting. You got some transfer guys that have some multiple years that I like. But like if there's just, if there's just too many ifs, it's usually a no. You know, and like. Is there enough building blocks there to come in next year with that schedule? Well, if you if you're going to simply go by what a ranking is, then the answer is no. Because if if you're the eighth or ninth best, uh, you know, portal acquisition team in the league, and you know your schedule as well, well, that doesn't bode particularly well. Now, what you hope is. That and here's the other thing that's hard. If if let me just use be stupid here. If Judkins transferred here, right? Gator fans instantly know who he is. Instantly know what he's done. But if some dude comes from San Diego State or comes from Cincinnati, they don't know what he who he is or what he does, right? You don't know that. So will he make that jump, you know, to the SEC and play against the best competition? There is, you know, week in, week out. That's, to your point, talent evaluation, coaching that talent. But those numbers right now don't bode well. No. And I think the patience, like I'm still on board, I mean, for another year after this year. But, like, the plan has changed. You know, like he, from his own words, from Napier and his staff, his whole staff has changed. Sports, uh, the strength conditioning program is changing. There's been a lot of misses. And right now it just feels like a lot of things have to go right. And I felt like they really needed to attack the portal. And they are getting guys. I don't know how good they are. None of us really do, especially like the guy, like Gum and some of the San Diego State linemen. You can go on and on. Maybe they're great. But last year, you know, the Deuce Spurlocks of the world, and they just didn't inspire. Um, they're back another year, some of them, but we'll see. But Anyway, um, last thing. You see Trevor Bowers trying to make a uh, yep. comeback. Yep. Saw that. Yeah, he was, he was just interviewed on WFAN, so he's saying he wants to go to New York. But um, that's pretty interesting. You know, he was never charged with a crime. I mean, all the stuff off the field, blah, blah, blah. But he, he, he's eligible to come back. So that would be interesting if the team takes a shot. And Tampa Bay was mentioned, too. Anyway, appreciate it, man. Okay, PG, thank you. Uh, Steven says, I'd like to know. If you enjoy college football overall more, less, or about the same as in the past, when a game starts, do you forget the mess it seems to be off the field? 99% of the time, Stephen, I forget it. But I had a sneaking suspicion when I was watching Georgia FSU. Now, did I think it would be 63-3? to No. But I thought it might be 50-10 to because of the opt-outs. So... That one I obviously enjoyed much less. And games that will end up like that if the opt-out situation isn't rectified, I will not even watch. I will not even watch because you know you know what the outcome is going to be. And I turned that game off quickly because you could just see it wasn't going to change. But most of the time, Stephen, I try because I'm a fan – to enjoy the game and not worry about, you know, the politics of it, so to speak. Andrew says, can you see the basketball team, I guess he means the men, starting to gel and go far? Well, they're, what are they, 10-3? and three? Uh, So, I mean, so far, so they just need a signature. They need to beat a Kentucky. 
to really get going here. Uh, is Kugel the key to the success? Because he is doing well without him. Yeah, I mean, you, you want to have Kugel. I don't know that he's the key. Um, I, I think there's. A, I, I think the point guard, Pullen, is, is really the key here. I do. I think he's the linchpin. If he plays well, generally, the team plays well. So I, I, I think he, rather than Kugel, is the guy that really is very helpful. Uh, Top Jimmy, hello. Hey, good day, sir. Welcome back from your hiatus. Thank Wish you. I had a gig like yours where I could take a couple weeks off this time of year, but I don't. So, um, do uh, do you feel based on the the Georgia Florida State result? Do you feel like the CFP committee got it right because the two games that we did see were phenomenal, and uh, everybody was saying that Florida State got you know got snubbed. They got smoked. Would they have would they have held up against any of the other teams that they played? No, of course not. Yeah, but but I would okay. say this: if they were in the playoff, some of those players would have played. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. Okay, I'll give you that. Yes. Okay. All right. And if and if and if Georgia had faced off against any of the other four, would there would the result have been the same? In either way, do you think against any, any of the other three or four, or any of the other four teams? Georgia was certainly. And not because they scored 63 points against an undermanned Florida State team. Right on. Uh, I, I said this earlier. I, if you want to talk about the Florida State situation and they got hosed or whatever, fine. I can make the argument for it. I can make the argument against it. But to have Georgia fall from six, or I'm sorry, from one to six after losing by a hair against a really good Alabama team made yep. no sense to me. That made yeah. no sense to me, but the committee was boxed in because you couldn't leave the SEC champion out. Texas had beaten Alabama. You're not going to leave that conference. So yep. they were kind of boxed in. Yep, agreed. And um, before you went uh, uh, before you went on break, you uh, mentioned something about the NBA, the whole that in-season tournament thing, which I didn't grasp the concept of either, and you sort of alluded to the fact that you didn't either. Right. Um the, I got home last night from work, and the Nuggets were playing the Warriors. Great game. Wasn't it? The uh, Nuggets down 18 with eight minutes to play, and they go on a 25-4, and Jokic throws the ball in from nearly half court. Yep. It was tremendous. And then um, the Tuesday night games, I think there was a combination of like three or four games where the teams combined scored almost 300 points. Oh, that's, the, is, that's the new NBA is, now. Is you're, you're, what you're, the NBA is, is what the NBA is now? Yeah. You're, 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 I mean, they, they've designed the game that way. It's, it's like football, right? V- very seldom do you see 10 to 6 games because the game is designed for scoring, right? Well, right. so is the NBA. It, it's in you know, the open floor. They don't allow as much banging as they used to allow. You know, back in the you know, back in the old days, it's more of an open floor. A lot more. You know, it's guys that are seven feet can shoot threes, which wasn't the case. So, yeah. Yeah, seven footers are launching threes, and yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tremendous. Uh, anyway, I, I I used to be a huge fan of the NBA, and I kind of lost interest in it myself, and I didn't really pay attention to that in season tournament thing so much. But 
just I watching the end of that game last night kind of re-piqued my interest in it. Well, good. So, uh, All right. We'll see what happens. But uh, thanks, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you for your call. 145, time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery. Copper Gator, get right to you. One final segment coming up, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. This is Hub Brown, Dean of the College of Journalism and Communications here at the University of Florida, and you are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Where are you heading this year? No matter where your travels may take you, you want to get there safely and securely, and that means knowing your vehicle is up for the challenge. Hi, Steve Russell here. Don't roll the dice with the chain stores. Take your vehicle to the same place I do, Dave Mays Automotive. People in the area have been trusting Dave Mays Automotive since they opened their doors way back in 1975. Imports, domestics, diesel, fleet service, they can handle anything from engines, AC and heating, transmissions, tires, brake service, and more. And don't forget about their famous bug check. They go over your entire car, making sure there's no nasty surprises waiting for you. Dave Mays Automotive is at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind Sunny's on Waldo Road and online at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, they get the bugs out. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. The biggest, baddest rock experience in the United States is here. Welcome to Rockville with Foo Fighters. It's time like this, Motley Crue. Right Slipknot. I am a world before I am a man. Disturbed. Get not a monkey down with the sickness. Jelly Roll. And I own it all to God when I need a favor. Limp Biscuit. Queens of the Stone Age and Breaking Benjamin, Evanescence, Cypress Hill, Blackville Brides, Idata Remember, Anthrax, In This Moment, Primus, Stone Temple Pilots, Tech Nine, and Judas Priest, plus so many more. Welcome to Rockville. Four days, five stages, and 150 bands. May 9th through the 12th at Daytona International Speedway. Passes and camping on sale now at welcometorockville.com. And now a message from Puffs Plus Lotion Tissues. Ordinary tissues can leave you with a red nose. So choose Puffs Plus Lotion for all of your blows. Puffs have lotion to soothe sensitive skin so you can wipe without wincing. It's a win-win. Puffs have cushiony thickness, which brings relief too. So the days of sore red noses are gone and through. When you're after soothing softness, a nose in need deserves Puffs indeed. Coming in February, Florida Gator Baseball, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. This is Gator soccer coach Samantha Bohan, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. All right, we will wrap up <clears throat> our Friday edition of the show today. Don't forget, Monday, hoop, there it is. Mark Wise here at 11 a.m. Noon sports scene. Scott Strickland, the Gator Athletic Director, is scheduled to be here in the 12 o'clock hour. Uh, Copper Gator, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, I think the topic that you're, you're mentioning here with moving the bowl games to the front of the season, or you kind of mentioned it when I turned the radio on, <clears throat> is an intriguing concept. You know, 
if people aren't aware, golf does this in a similar fashion with the top four teams that make that make the final four for, for the national championship. They're given a, an automatic entry into a tournament in the in the fall of the next year with a totally different team, right? It's not the same players, not the same. There's, there, there might be some of the same players, of course, but the majority of the ones that got them there might be gone. So the concept isn't isn't new to an NCAA sport, <clears throat> but I think using that concept and, and manipulating it to football, where now you have fan bases that are actively engaged off of a long break over the summer, wanting to travel, wanting to go see a team, and they're already clamoring, Steve, and you've seen it over the years, for the high-profile first game, right? Mm-hmm. Does this remove now the, the Alabama and Georgia versus FSU in 24, 25, 26, 27? Like, that's their first four games in the next four years. Does this get rid of the LSU and Clemson's? Does this Florida's and Miami's? Because you're going to end up playing them anyway if you get into a certain bowl game. I mean, there's so many concepts here that have the potential to be just just great for college football. Yeah, I, I think this is something worth exploring if as one of the ways to stop the opt-outs. Because I, I th- yes. and, and look, I've said this a million times. It stinks for fans that you know when you go to a bowl game. Your, your better players are not going to be playing in it because to them, it's a meaningless game. Now, when we go to 12 teams, I doubt very strongly you're going to see many players opt out because they're playing for a championship. But as I said yesterday, that is the height of, a, of, of hypocrisy. If you're telling right. me you're opting out because you're going to get hurt, you can get hurt playing in the championship game too. So but that's, that's you're another story. Yeah, you're going to get hurt no matter when you play, regardless if it's the if it's the week eight or week twelve, right? Yeah, like, the chance to get it, hurt is there. Yes, if there's nothing on the line, then that's the whole point. There's nothing to play for. Then why play the game? Is the real concept? Is what they're saying here? And could you could you imagine, Steve, where you start the rankings out in week one based off of games that everybody has played in an equal competition from the previous year? So instead of just starting with an arbitrary ranking in class and, and like, you know, PG was talking recruiting portals and all these other things, you have a game to base your first ranking on. I mean, now you're actually talking about why teams would be ranked in the top 25. And, and you know, back in the BCS days, if you weren't ranked high in the beginning of the year and you lost late, you were done. And, and it happened with Georgia. You lost late, you lost at the wrong time, and you were kicked out. So I know you probably got a call and finish it up, but I appreciate it, Steve, and have okay. a great one. Yes, sir. Thank you, Copper Hi, Paul. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, the one thing you leave out with that is a meaningless game. I mean, you're talking about kids opting out of a meaningless game. If it's a championship game, they're playing for something. And it's the sad part is way too early on they're worried about the next thing, whether it's middle school ball to high school football, from high school to the college, from college to NFL. The, the things need to be slowed down a little bit. And I don't see it getting better before it gets – I think it's going to get worse. I think that years, you know, you're going to see load management down the road once you're in the playoffs. I think, you know, maybe the end of the season, what used to be wars, Alabama, Auburn, Florida, Florida State, might you might see a lot of guys sitting. And who knows when the championship games are going to go away. I mean, really, what value other than – I mean, I know they bring a value, and as long as there's a value, they'll play them. But uh, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. But the question I had, and I may have missed this, so I'm sorry if you explain this, have you had somebody on that really can explain the mechanics of the NIL? For example, if player gets $10 to come to Florida, do they get all $10 up front? Do they get $9 or $8 first and then the rest of it comes? Do they have to stay a certain amount of time before they get it or lose it? Is it 
contract to contract. Has anybody been able to shed real light on what the mechanics of NIL look like? I don't know what you mean by mechanics, but I, I sort of see the point. I don't know that anybody – now, obviously, Florida Victorious is the place you would go for that. I think Scott Strickland can, can do that a little bit, but I don't know that anybody from Florida Victorious is going to get into the weeds with, you know, what each – because I think each thing is a little bit different. And remember, you can hire an agent to help negotiate this too. So that's why those things are not made public because, you know, they've got agents involved and they, they do these deals that way. So the expectation is, because it's way different than how we're kind of wired now. Like, I don't know that I'm giving money either charity or for an investment. NIL is neither charity or an investment. And with somewhat the blinders on, I just don't know. I mean, I don't personally think I know anybody that has given $50 to NIL. I don't know. Maybe you do. But it doesn't seem like it's the average Gator fan is giving money. So this bottomless pit that seems to be out there, I just I don't know if it really is. I, I think well, I'll, I'll say this, and it's hard to understand. I'll say this, Paul. I think if, if you're a, a Gator booster, Okay, then then you kind of know what you have to pay in your booster fees. If you're a football season ticket holder, you know here's here's what it costs you. Here's your tickets. Here's your booster fee. This is what you pay. That goes towards the athletic program. I, I think that's the way it's been for a thousand years. Okay, and now I'm a booster. So before NIL, I maybe gave money and I earmarked it. I'm really a baseball fan. So the Condon family wants to donate this much money to get the field named after me. Okay, that's where the money goes. And I mentioned this the other day. I cannot remember before NIL when anybody called here and said, where's my money going? Nobody, nobody, nobody said that. If, if you gave money to the Athletic Association or to Gator Boosters, unless you earmarked it for something specific, I don't think anybody said, well, is it going to go to women's sports? Is it going to go to, you know, the tennis team? Is it going to... So, I mean, because of NIL, all these things are magnified more, and I understand that. Yeah. Um, do you, how much longer do you think the championship games go on? You, you lost me. In, in what way? And, and, like, I don't see them lasting another five years. I think in five years, the SEC championship. Oh, the that. SEC championship, okay. I thought you meant like the national know. championship. Okay. Oh no 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 no. Um, no, I, I think you'll I think you'll you'll still have that because I think there's still something to be said for being a conference champion. I don't think that goes away. Gotcha. Thanks, man. Okay. Thank you. The only way, the only way it would go away, I think, is if everybody else decided we're not having it. In other words. Okay, the Big Ten says, eh, we're not having it. The SEC says, we're not having it. I think if everybody decides that, then it does go away. And I would also say this. Don't tell me it's not important to win a championship because Alabama got into the playoff because they were the SEC champions and won that game. 
There is no question in my mind of that, that winning a conference championship still has some cachet, right? But let's say, and again, now the way this is done, it, you know, it used to be East versus West. Well, supposing Georgia, I'm throwing this out, were, I don't know, 11-1, and one, and the West champion was 8-4. and four. They, 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 Every game they won was in the SEC, but they lost four games. Well, they wouldn't be ranked as high. So how does that help Georgia? Yeah, they're the SEC champs. Yeah, they'd be, they'd be an 8-4 and four team. Well, now you have the top two teams. And it doesn't mean that still couldn't happen in theory, but I think there's less chance of that now. Jim says, seems to me in recent Gator football history, we've had two types of coaches, two, Spurrier and Meyer, who's hiring excited the fans, filled them full of optimism. Um, I don't remember that with Urban Meyer at all. When Urban Meyer was hired, who was that? I think that's revisionist thinking, Jim. I think because of what he did. Remember, he came from Utah, right? So did that inspire great things? I don't remember it quite that way. Uh, Then Zook, Muschamp, McElwain, and Napier, who's hiring left the fans scratching their heads. A general reaction of they hired who? I think Mullen is somewhere in between. I don't. I think Mullen was a... uh, a good hire in that sense. Gator fans knew who Dan Mullen was from being here, had been part of championship teams, and had done a pretty nice job as the Mississippi State coach. But, I mean, was it like, oh, my God, we have Dan Mullen? No. And remember, let's go back to Steve Spurrier. I think you're wrong on that, too. Steve Spurrier was an absolute unknown quantity when he was hired here. Yes, he won at Duke, right? But did anybody think that was a slam-dunk hire? Again, Jim, I think you're rewriting history here, okay? Gator fans were excited because the Heisman Trophy winner came home and because he loved Florida and because he understood the SEC and because he wanted Duke, but I don't think that was a slam-dunk hire. Point is, he says, if you were the AD and you looked at this recent history, wouldn't you try to go after a home run hire? Since they were constantly looking for the next Billy Donovan, I think that's foolhardy. Well, again, who's available? Who wants to come here? What's the money like? That plays into it as well. But I do get the point. Good show today. Good calls. Good guests. Mark Wise, our thanks. David Hale from ESPN being here and the coach, Herm Edwards. Thanks to Thomas for producing. Don't forget, Monday, 11 o'clock, hoop, there it is with Mark. 12 o'clock, Scott Strickland's here for a Monday edition of Sports Scene. Enjoy your weekend, and we'll talk Florida, Kentucky, too. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. See you later.